Today's episode is brought to you by Nomad. Go to the Flathead's best manufacturer, Nomad. It's a longtime supporter of the local community and sports scene, celebrating 20 years of building great careers and mission-focused custom vehicles. Nomad, a Montana-based company making a global impact. Visit nomadgcs.com for more info. That's nomadgcs.com for more information. Welcome back to another episode of the Interlake Sports Now. I'm your host, Josh Dugan, and we have another exciting show on the radar this week. We're going to recap some crosstown action here in Kalispell, dive into a little bit of Grizzlies football news, and wrap things up with some audio from the new Bobcats basketball coach, Matt Logie. Plus, this week we will get back to our prep players of the week, so you're not going to want to miss that. Quick shout out to Nomad GCS, as always, for making, making the show happen. On that note, let's dive right into our prep sports action from last week. Glacier knocked off Flathead in Crosstown Softball Kid Sport last Thursday evening. I was there covering the action. It was a chilly one, but it was a fun, action-packed game that saw the Glacier Bats stay hot despite the cool spring air and cow spell. Wolfpack Jr. Ella Farrell hit a second-inning grand slam to make things 7-0 in favor of Glacier. Farrell finished 3-4 at the plate with 7 RBI, plus she pitched three scoreless innings in relief of senior starter Morgan Vivian, who also pitched four Strong innings, allowing one earned run and striking out six. Vivian also had three hits at the plate on the day. Glacier head coach Abby Snipes had the following to say about the Wolfpack pitching duo and the squad as a whole. Morgan Vivian had a great start for us, and then Ella came in and close, really gutted it out, and got a tough crosstown win. The Wolfpack, they did their thing early, but and late as well. But the Bravettes did come alive, come alive on offense in the middle of the game, scoring all four of their runs in the bottom of the third. Flathead's Mackenzie Brandt had a leadoff single and then came around to score after the Bravettes loaded the bases and Lainey Vassar walked to make things 7-1. The Bravettes brought two more runs home on Wolfpack airs, and Lacey Franklin ripped a two-out double off the wall that brought home an RBI and made things 7-4. to four. I thought that one had a chance to get out. It was smoked. So overall, the Bravettes kept fighting despite the cold weather and a strong start from Glacier. Like I said, Bravettes kept, kept at it. And then, you know, the Wolfpack, they did their thing as they prepare for the, you know, final stretch of the season. Glacier head coach did add that the Wolfpack Wolfpack were nearing the halfway point of the season and they looked to, quote, come out focused, end quote, as they prepare to finish strong down the stretch. So overall, Glacier, a lot to build on from that win. And if you're flathead, of course, you want to get the W. But overall, you come out, you make, you fight back after going down 7 nothing. You make a rally. That's what it's all about, something to build on for a young flathead squad. So we also have a recap of some crosstown track action. This is from the Daily Interlake's Fritz Neighbor, who was covering the action. For the full excerpt, go to the dailyinterlake.com. The win was cold, and there weren't many upsets at Tuesday's crosstown track and field meet or fast times. While some races lacked the usual star power that the Swede Dahlberg meet looms in Butte Friday might have, there were some good personal records at the duel, which the Glacier Boys and Flathead Girls won at Legend Stadium. The Glacier Boys... Senior Jeff Lillard, he led the way, for example. He ran his best ever 200 meters. He, he, he won that in 23.15 seconds. He also won the 100, but most impressively, he followed up his 200 win by running the anchor leg on Glacier's victorious long relay. Definitely impressive to run a few personal track meets and then go out there and run the team one as well. Definitely a grueling day. Kudos to Lillard. In terms of the scoring, five points for first, three for second, and one for third in the individual races, and 5-0 for the first, second in the relays. Those wins were important for Glacier as the final margin was 78-67 to on the day, so Lillard had a big impact. Ethan Anderson also swept the hurdles for the pack and edged his personal best in the 300s, notching his time down to 41.14 seconds. That pushed him up to fourth 
in double A. Anderson also ran the long leg on the relay at one point, and he clocked the season best three minutes and 30 seconds, third in double A. So big day for Glacier. And as for Flathead, they had some standouts as well. Kasson Kastner, he lowered his personal best in the 800 down to two minutes and one second, just a stride off the double-A qualifying standard and still number five in double-A. The Braves' Brody Thornsberry had a long jump of 22-2, unofficially the best in class double-A, and a half inch off the all-class top mark by Glendive's Kobe Smith. So impressive stuff. As for the Bravettes, they cruised to 100-44 dual wins, sweeping the girls' relays and getting a PR from Olivia Reinhardt in the 100 hurdles. Her time of 16.02 seconds is slightly better than the 16.05 she ran in Missoula Saturday. As for Glacier, Kai Johnson won the shot in discus. Her shot put mark of 39-3 was just short of her career best. So great stuff from our Crosstown competitors in both sports. Always appreciate all the hard work and effort. Shout out to Fritz, as always, for his coverage. And I mentioned that softball game. It was a little chilly out there. You know, it's Montana spring. We expect it. But that being said, kudos to these athletes for being out there in the weather, braving the elements, leaving it all on the line. You got to respect it. So awesome stuff. And thank you again to Fritz for the coverage. So that being said, it's that time. It's been a little while, but let's roll right into your prep players of the week. Presented by Hagado Media Group Montana. Team in Montana is here to help you grow. Our skilled team will assess your marketing goals and craft ROI-focused campaigns home to meet your business needs. Our integrated marketing solutions will help your people find you wherever they are looking, whether it's Google, YouTube, apps, or your local newspaper. Contact Anton at 406-758-4410 for more information. All right. Awesome stuff. Our first prep player of the week award goes to Glacier's junior pitcher and outfielder, Ella Farrell, who helped lead the Wolfpack to that crosstown win over Flathead 12-4. You kind of saw it coming when you hear a Grand Slam 7-RBI performance. That's uh, one for the record books right there. That's a game that you'll never forget. So kudos to Farrell for the strong performance and then to come in and close it out with three scoreless innings on the mound. That's what it's all about, especially against your crosstown rivals. That's got to feel good, but that was definitely prep player of the week worthy. And that Grand Slam, base loaded, had to get the video rolling. You had a feeling something special was brewing. Dead center. And, hey, shout out to Flyhead Center Fielder for making a heck of a play on that ball. They almost robbed that home run, but Farrell had just enough on it to get out on a windy day. And kudos to her for hitting that one out and helping lead Glacier to the win and ultimately getting this prep player of the week nod. Our next prep player of the week athlete is Columbia Falls track star Adam Schrader, who helped lead the Wildcats. They were hosting the Iceberg Invitational last week in Columbia Falls, and he helped lead them to a win with big day in the hurdles. He had two record-setting wins. Schrader ran a personal best in 300-meter hurdles, clocking in at 40.73 seconds, besting the 40.92 he ran Thursday in Corvallis at the Twilight Meet, which at the time was a personal record. So shattering some PRs of Schrader. And then in the 110 hurdle, he clocked a 16.65 seconds, which was a personal best to help the Wildcats win on the day. Always great to win the hometown meet. Great stuff from Schrader. That's one of your prep players of the week. Last up, we just talked about him. Glacier senior track competitor Jeff Lillard, who ran a personal best in the 200 meters last Tuesday at Crosstown Track at Legend Stadium in Kalispell. Lillard clocked at 23.15 seconds in the 200 meters while winning the 100 meter, as we said, and came in clutch in the team event, helping the Wolfpack win the relay with a strong performance after already competing in two other events, really testing the gas tank. 
gas tank digging deep and that's what it's all about so like i said major kudos to lillard showing the grit and toughness going out there probably on and like fritz said in the article it was a chilly day and to run multiple races after you're already tired takes a lot of heart so kudos to him awesome stuff those are your prep players of the week brought to you by Hagadome Media Group Montana. Shout out Hagadome Media Group Montana, as always, for helping make that happen. And shout out all of our local athletes for getting out there and making the magic happen, I guess I'll say. I mean, it just, it's been so much fun covering prep sports in Montana. And now that spring sports is getting the weather to work with us, it seems like this extra winter is finally wrapping up. I had, we had some nice spurt. Spring sunshine out today. Went to the basketball court. Was wearing shorts. So that's a good sign. So we're getting there, people. We need it. Let's let, let these athletes get out and compete in some sunshine because that'll just make it that much better for everyone. All right. Let's jump from the prep sports to the college world. Some exciting news out of the University of Montana for Grizz football fans. The Grizz name, Levi Janicaro, is the latest Grizz to earn the honors of wearing the legacy number 37 which is passed on from year to year from Grizz linebackers, Grizz defenders. This time, Marcus Wellnell passes down the number as Wellnell looks to advance to the pro level. Had a heck of a career for the Grizz as well. So Janicaro was a prep standout at Missoula Big Sky. He was one of Coach Bobby Houck's first recruiting commitments when he returned to Montana in 2018. And now he's sent, set to enter his redshirt senior year, likely to emerge as a full-time starter this fall after four seasons of working his way up the depth chart on special teams to become an all-Big Sky honorable mention in 2022. He had a breakout season that year, totaling 87 tackles, the third most on the team, and had that was a top 10 total in the Big Sky. And that was as primarily a backup at linebacker with starts in five games filling in because of injury. He's a two-time academic all-Big Sky performer in the classroom, maintaining a 3.4 GPA while having already earned a degree in management and information systems while working towards that master's in business administration. He's a true Montana underdog story, a lightly recruited local on a partial scholarship who now embodies the traditions and values of the team he watched and players he idolized growing up. Now, that he's been entrusted to wear the same number as hometown Grizzly greats before him like Jordan Tripp and Zach Wagnerman. He says he feels the weight of what that all means. It feels really cool, and it's just a blessing, knowing that all those guys that have worn that number before when I was growing up a Grizz fan, always watching games and looking for that number, to be able to bear that responsibility is an honor, said Janicaro. Janicaro. But along with that, it's a responsibility. People congratulate me. But really, the work is just beginning. It was a lot of work to get to this point, but now I feel like I've got to step it up a notch. Overall, great stuff from the Missoula Big Sky grad. I mean, just awesome stuff. You come in and you see a kid who works hard from a underdog type of story to wearing that legacy number and ultimately earning a key spot on that team with guys like Patrick O'Connell, Robbie Houck, and Marcus Wellnell on the way out. They're going to need him to step up big at linebacker. He's a guy who can reach that 100 tackle mark this year, have a big-time season. So keep an eye out for Janicaro to, Janicaro to make a big, big impact for the Grizz this year, and congratulations to him. So last up, let's get to some audio from the first-ever press conference from the new Bobcats head basketball coach, Matt Logie. To help us get to know the man in charge of the show when it comes to Bobcats basketball, here's some brief audio from Logie on his thoughts on Montana and familiarity with the state. Yeah, well, first off, um, you know, we, my family and I, we've always loved Montana. You know, when I was coaching at Whitworth in Spokane, we, we would come over here um, for vacation and, and camping and things like that. Um, it's a beautiful country, beautiful area, 
And uh, it was always a place, you know, even based on those drives through that just felt like uh, a family environment, felt like home, felt like a place that you could uh, really raise a family. And so we've always had great appreciation for that. Uh, yeah, well said by Coach Logie. I think the family aspect really stands out the most. That's something that doesn't take long to see in this state. There is such a family aspect and coming into a coaching role with the Bobcats, knowing that, bringing that knowledge is going to go a long way because it is a family-like culture with the college communities here in the state and just sports community in general. So it's a good way of putting it from Coach Logie. Next up, let's get to his ties with Grizzlies basketball coach Travis DeCure. It's kind of interesting. It kind of makes for a special brawl of the wild on you know, the horizon, given the history between these two and the mutual respect of these coaches. So I think that's going to be a fun one to watch. Um, in, in terms of the first part with, you know, the Big Sky Connections and, and the basketball community, uh, in the Pacific Northwest, um, the community is small. And if you're there long enough, you, you get to know everybody over time. Um, obviously, Travis and I, you know, have very deep roots through the Mercer Island basketball uh, family. And uh, he was somebody that when I was Luke's age, I had a chance to watch play in high school. And, uh, and then as I rose up and got older, um, he came back and started his coaching journey under my grandfather um, and, and, you know, played a, played a role in, in my development as a player. And, and we've stayed in touch for a long time after that. So um, very, you know, grateful for that experience. I've fortunately also had the, the opportunity to compete against him already a few times when I was at Whitworth through playing exhibition games and, and whatnot. Um, so that won't be too awkward. Uh, we've done that before. Um, and obviously we're both highly competitive, so uh, there's going to be no Just an absolutely unique situation where two guys who had the opportunity to come up in the co coaching world together. Logie watched Coach DeCure play in high school because his grandfather coached him. Just a very small world moment. Now they're going to be squaring off at the biggest, two of the biggest rivals in the big sky. So that's going to be really fun to watch. Such a unique story. You can't write it any better than that. That's why we love sports right there. Sometimes it just writes itself. So next up is a little bit kind of thoughts from Logie on some of his familiarity with some of the other coaches in the big sky. Um, but, you know, the rest of the conference, is, it's, it's interesting. Uh, David Riley, the head coach at Eastern Washington, was a, a player at, at Whitworth the year before uh, I took over there. Um, so I've known him for years, um, kind of helped him just navigate that transition from college into coaching. And, uh, and obviously he's, uh, he's been at Eastern for a long time since then. Coach Looney at Idaho State um, obviously was at Seattle Pacific. Um, so we were always crossing paths on the recruiting trail. Um, and then I, I replaced him at Point Loma. So it's a really small world. There's a lot of familiarity in that. And um, you know that, that's one of the things that makes this conference and this opportunity really, really fun and unique. After hearing a quote like that, you start to understand why the Bobcats made it a priority to bring in a guy like Matt Logie to be the head man. He has a lot of familiarity with the Northwest region and a lot of the coaches in the conference. So he gets a little bit of a head start rather than a coach coming in with no experience coaching against any of his fellow in-conference foes. So I do like that aspect of it. I think that gives Logie a little bit of an upper hand when it comes to adjusting to the big sky and his peers at in the coaching circle in that conference. Last up, we'll get to Coach Matt Logie's thoughts on the jump from D2 to the Division One basketball scene and why he feels he's prepared for this opportunity. You know, to me, uh, and, and I said this to, to, to Leon in the process, um, you know, I, I felt like 
uh, basketball is basketball. You know, at, at each level that you compete at, there's a relativity to it because everybody has the same resources relative to level. Um, I've had the opportunity to coach uh, against many Division One teams while coaching Division Two and Division Three teams. So, um, during my time at Point Loma, we were four and two against Division One opponents uh, with, you know, around eight scholarships. So, uh, the opportunity to have 13 and be on a level footing uh, ground is exciting. Um, obviously, there's uh, a calibration to your evaluation process and the recruiting that goes on. Um, I made that calibration once from Lehigh to Whitworth, going from the Division I to the Division III level, um, and then again to Point Loma from the Division III to the Division II level. Um, so it's really about you know, knowing what it takes uh, at each level to accomplish the goals that, that your program has. And uh, you know, I think there's a lot of parallels between um, championship success. And so we're looking for those characteristics that go along with the level we compete at, whether that's athleticism, size, the ability to shoot the basketball. Um, you know, we know what that looks like. It's just a matter of going out and putting that puzzle together now. I think Coach Logie has a lot of great points there. I think it is extremely relative. I think it really does come down to how are you willing to adapt your surroundings as a head coach. And from what we've seen and heard, Logie has done it before, and he's very aware he's going to have more resources, but with that is going to come more pressure. I said it last show, I think his biggest challenge could be expectations coming off from a team who just went to back-to-back -back March Madness trips, back-to-back -back Big Sky titles. You come in and struggle early in conference play. Bobcat Nation might be patient for the first couple games, but let's say they drop that for all the wild. Something happens. It could get interesting really quick. That being said, I think Logie has a good head on his shoulders. He has the track record. He's done this before. He's had to transition from one level to the next, dropping down to Division Three, moving back up to Division Two. So this is nothing new to him. It's all relative, like he said. He's going to take it one step at a time, it sounds like. I think the Bobcats... Signed a heck of a coach. It sounds like his track record's there. Just from seeing the reviews on Twitter of the basketball community, there was a lot of tweets saying Montana State got a good one and Coach Matt Logie. So I think the expectations are high. I think he's got a good head on his shoulders. And this program has shown a willingness and desire to win year in and year out. And that is huge. He has that behind him. He has the athletic director that knows he's going to have that support. Now it's just a matter of seeing what pieces are going to be on the floor next fall when basketball season comes around who hits the transfer portal who comes in via the transfer portal what top high school recruits if any do they land in this interesting landscape nowadays where it really is bringing in a lot of fourth fifth sixth year guys who are looking for that right fit to wrap up their college career so there's a lot of moving pieces i think the bobcats got a great guy for the job and hearing this audio just lets us get to know coach logie a little bit more very excited for basketball next year. Obviously, we have a long ways to go. Right now, I'm just diving into the baseball scene pretty soon. We'll have the Glacier Range Riders to talk about as well. But, you know, this Bobcats just had their spring football game. There's so much sports going on. So I'm, we're dropping a, a little bit talking basketball. But new head coach after back-to-back -back March Madness trips. Really interesting stuff because it's not like we're coming in talking about a program who struggled the last four years. We're talking about a program who's been one of the top mid-majors in the country, you could say, especially arguably the top team in the big sky. So lots to digest there, but awesome stuff. Excited to see how that goes. Thank you to everybody who's watching. That'll do it for today. We covered a lot of ground pretty quick. Next week's show, we'll keep these prep player of the week athletes going, highlighting those great phenomenal local valley athletes as well as covering the prep scene in general keep 
keep you up to date on this Bobcat Grizz news as well. But just a lot of fun stuff. Spring sports is finally, I feel like, going to get into a good stride. We had some more cancellations last week due to the weather. So let's get that weather cleared up. Like I said, I was shooting hoops today at the park, wearing shorts. That's what we're looking for. So it's becoming that kind of weather. Get out there on the diamond. Get out to the track, the tennis courts, whatever. Have some fun because the sun's starting to shine. It's warming up a little bit. I'm sure we'll have a little drizzle here and there, but let's make the best of it. Everybody, thank you as always for watching the Interlake Sports Now. I'm Josh Dugan, and I'm out. Have a good one, y'all. Today's episode is brought to you by Nomad. Go to the Flathead's best manufacturer. Nomad is a longtime supporter of the local community and sports scene, celebrating 20 years of building great careers and mission-focused custom vehicles. Nomad, a Montana-based company making a global impact. Visit nomadgcs.com for more info. That's nomadgcs.com for more information.